Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. Moses stretched forth his hand, and you know the rest. They were walking across the water on dry land. God said, the Red Sea ain't got nothing to do with what I said going to happen. Your, your obstacle, the things that you see doesn't have anything to do with what I say is going to happen. I am the creator. I can make things move when I want it to move. I can cause things to rise up. I can cause things to fall down. I am God. Now, notice Jesus did not respond to the facts. The facts were that there was a stone there. Uh, He just told somebody to move it. But the facts were that there was an odor that let them know that this body was decaying. And he had been there, but Jesus did not respond. He didn't even say anything about the odor or the fact that he'd been there for four days. Jesus knew the facts were that Lazarus was dead. But I'm going to tell you something. Faith fight the facts. And faith negate the facts. It doesn't matter what the facts are when faith is involved. God will turn the facts around and say, no, whatever I say, that's what is real. Jesus responded, did I not tell you after they told him about the odor? Okay, I understand what you're saying, but did you hear what I said? I said that if you believed, you will see the glory of God. And that's what I want you to know right now. If you believe, you will see. If you can believe it, you can see it. Our problem is we don't believe it. We believe it conceptually, but we don't believe it in our heart. This is what God said. This is what I'm going to stand on. I heard God speak to me. I heard God through his word. I know what God is saying in my life and in my heart and in my situation. And so I will believe God. And I'm going to stand on that belief no matter what I see because we walk by faith and not by Sight. We walk by faith and we don't walk by sight. Jesus did not raise Lazarus from the dead just because he loved Lazarus and he loved the family. He raised Lazarus from the dead so that they could see and so we could see how faith works. That's why he says, I need, God is going to get some glory out of this. I need you to see this. I'm glad I wasn't there when he died because you would be trying to say, come on, Lord. Come on now. He's almost out of here. Come on, say something. No, I, I, wanna, I want you to see. Because uh, if, if he don't die, uh, somebody might have thought, well, he wasn't, that, he wasn't that sick. He was just kind of in a comatose state and all of that. No, we're going to be sure he's dead because you're going to be sure he's going to come back to life when I get through with it. Jesus challenged them to believe in the power of God when they were at their lowest, weakest moment and in the midst of their greatest sorrow. I don't know why God lets us get to a point sometime when we're at our weakest, lowest moment. 
But it's at those weakest, lowest moments sometimes that we can see the mighty hand of God moving. At those weakest and lowest moments. Oh, we, we will have a great testimony when we come from a great tragedy or a troubling place. It is times like that when we need to believe God and stretch our faith to see the power of God working for us. Now, I noticed something. I noticed something when I read this story about Lazarus. When Lazarus came forth, the scripture does not mention anything about what happened after they took off the grave clothes. It doesn't say, boy, they had a big feast. They had a big party. People came from around uh, the uh, surrounding towns and came in and heard Lazarus' testimony and all of that. It just said he just took the grave clothes off. It wasn't about a big party. I believe Jesus wanted to get the message that miracles for the believers are not just super, but they're just natural. Jesus is saying, you know what? The way that things are designed for the life of the believers, we ought to have all kinds of testimony all the time. It ought not be so supernatural. It ought to be just natural if you believe because everybody got something going on all the time. We ought to just be saying, well, God just moved for me on that. God moved for me on this. God moved for me on that. Instead of just having a woe is me, a sad story all the time, all the believers lining up to see whose story is the worst. We ought to just be saying, oh, yeah, but God, but God, but God move, but God move, but God move, but God move. We're just crying, oh, Lord, pray for me, please pray for me, please pray for me. He said, let's not make a big show out of this thing about Lazarus. This is, a, this is something that ought to be happening just like that. If you believe, you can see it. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? See, I believe Jesus wanted us to get the message that miracles and, and, and signs and wonders ought to be commonplace among the believers. Let me just share with you just some scripture as I was looking at, at, at what does it mean to believe. In the book of Matthew chapter 9, if you read that whole chapter, it's just one, one miracle after another, just coming one behind the other. And I said, look at, look at the power of God working for those who believe. Matthew chapter 9 verse 2 says, some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat when Jesus saw their faith. He said to the paralytic, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Then he said to the paralytic, get up, take your mat and go home. When he saw their what? Their faith. When he saw that they believed enough to come and said, this man need to be healed. And the man got up and went home. Just like that. He said, if you believe it, you can see it. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe. And who did they praise? They praised God. God wants to get some glory all the time. God wants glory and God still wants to get some glory out of your life. He wants to get some glory. He wants people to see something that's going on with you. And the only way it can be explained is that God did it. The only way it can be explained. They say, well, what happened to you? I thought you were going under. I'm, I was going under, but God. Let me tell you what God did. Let me show you what God did. I called on the Lord and he heard my cry and he came and he rescued me. He healed me. He delivered me. He brought me out. He gave me some wisdom. He did it. God did it. God did it. God did it. 
verse 20, same chapter. When just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. King James said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. That sounds a little bit better preaching, don't it? If I could just touch the hem of his garment. She said, I believe this. If I could just touch him, I'd be healed. And he said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. If you could believe it, you can receive it. And the woman was healed from that moment. If you read the story, Jesus said, now somebody touched me. And his disciples said, all these folks, how do you know? He said, no, somebody touched me with a different touch. Somebody touched me with a touch of belief. Somebody touched me to receive something from me. Somebody touched me. I know that touch. I know that touch. There's a touch that God knows when you're coming to him and say, Lord, I know that you have the answer for whatever I'm going through. I've tried everything else, but I know you have the answer. When he, when he hears that touch, when he, when he feels that touch, God moves. God moves. Verse 27, Jesus went on from there. Two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. And when he had gone indoors, the blind came to him and he asked him, do you believe I'm able to do this? Yes. Then he touched their eyes and he said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. And their sight was restored. We are people of faith. We walk by faith. Faith is not something that you just need to uh, put over to the side and say, Lord, I just need more faith. How many of you asked for more faith? Some of you have been praying for more faith. And you don't need more faith. You just need to use the faith you got. Amen. Just believe God. Faith is not something you gather up in some big uh, uh, container and walk around and say, look how much faith I got. You just use the faith you got. Lord, I just believe what you said enough to take action on it and to stop repeating what I heard and start repeating what you're telling me. Romans chapter 4 verse 18 says, against all hope. Abraham, in hope, believed, and so became the father of many nations. Uh, just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. And verse 19, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. God said it. No matter how old I am, if God said that that's going to happen, that's going to happen. He can look at Sarah and say, mm, but God said that. He was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, verse 21, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he promised. Now, how many of you are persuaded? That's what Jesus is talking about. You need to be persuaded. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Do you believe that God has the power to do what he promised? We believe that until we get in the middle of our troubles. We believe that as long as we're not going through anything. We'll tell other people that. You know, God, God is able, honey. God is able. Then when we're going through, oh, Lord, I have no idea what to do now. This is, oh, Lord, how, did I, how do we get here? No, you have to believe God for yourself when you're right in the middle. Let me close with this. God had promised the Israelites a promised land. He said, you're going to go to the land of promise. I got a place 
that's flowing with milk and honey. You'll have houses you didn't have to build. It's going to be a prosperous land. I'm taking you from Egypt. I got a place for you. Hebrews 4.1 tells what happened. It says, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stand, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of God's rest or what God has purposed for you. For we also have had the gospel preached to us just as they did, the Israelites. But the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard it did not combine it with faith. They heard the message, but it was no value. They didn't put faith with it. How do we know that? Because when they sent the 12 spies over to spy the land, our 10 of them come back and say, we can't go in there. They got some giants in there. Joshua and Caleb say, yeah, we can go. But 10 of them say, we can't go. We got giants. Now they come back with big old grapes and all the fruit of the land. Well, look at what they got. But we can't go there. That was the time that God says, now really, after I promise you that, after you've seen me take you out of Egypt, after you've seen manna in the wilderness, after you've seen water come out the rock, after you've seen me take care of you all through the wilderness, and now you're telling me I can't provide what I promised to you. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atascacita, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281 481-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.